be 2024, y'all. It's the year 2024. And you know what? I it, Four years since 2020. Wow. How did that happen? <gasps> that is terrifying to think about. It feels like just yesterday, to be honest. That is so strange. Why does that go by so fast? I, I don't know. So baby that was born in 2020 in COVID times is now going into preschool. <gasps> That's crazy. Wow. About to. About to. Yeah. Wow, you guys, I hope that this New Year's start off so well for you. I hope that you are putting your goals and dreams yeah. out there. Live your life. Yes. We're coming off of Christmas. I hope you guys had an amazing Christmas. I don't know if you guys went to see your families. We did. Enjoyable, I'm sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're recording this a little ahead of time, so that's why. <laughs> we don't know actually how it was, but we'll be able to tell you next week. We'll tell you next week. Um, yeah, so that's just so crazy that I, I always feel like when the holiday seasons come around, things just really pick up pace, and next thing you know, it's June. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> because it's like, you got Christmas, then you got New Year's, and then I have my kids' birthdays, and then I have my birthday. So fun. And then next thing you know, I'm at the beach. So it's like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> don't know how it happened. <laughs> I think I am like pretty surprised at how, yeah, if you don't put things down, they don't happen. So it's like, you have to plan. Otherwise, things will not happen because time goes by too quickly. Yeah. Like literally, I guess in January this month, Tess will be six months old. Oh my, oh guys, and by the way, baby Tess is the cutest. She's smiling. I am biased, but I really do think she is such a cute baby. No, she's like, I think she's proportionally a very cute baby. She's so cute. And I feel like that's such a funny thing because it's like everybody thinks their baby's cute, but I'm like, no, I I like objectively think she's cute. Because Malachi was an ugly baby. But he's so handsome he now. Is the like he boy. literally is so handsome. Yeah. But there's some baby that they just it takes some time growing into their looks. But baby Tessa, she's adorable. She's a squishmush. She's, so oh my, yeah, it's really marshmallow. Fun. But you guys, I hope the start of your new year is so well. I hope your holidays were enjoyable and just rejuvenating. Because I know sometimes they can be funky. Do you ever get the holiday blues or not really? Yes. Oh <gasps> wow. What is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Be sad at the whole I love that you clarified because sometimes you don't, and I think I'll like explain, <laughs> I'll like keep talking, and then you realize you were not thinking the same thing, and then you're like, oh, for sure, for sure. I'm like, yeah, for yeah, sure. I was on the same page the whole time. No, the holiday blues, I feel like some people just get sadder on the holidays because oh. they get sad about time passing or like just things oh, wow. not being the same they were. Like people can get very introspective and like sad. Got you. Holiday no, blues. I don't get that. Love that for you. My bad. I apologize to anyone who has holiday blues. What did out you there? think holiday blues were? <laughs> she said the no. color blue. The color blue. Duh. I thought it meant like, because um, for me, when I thought of that, I was like, oh, whenever I'm at home, like when I go home to Pennsylvania, it's like holiday time all the time. I'm always just like, okay, well, I'm ready to go home. Oh, I mean, that can be that can be kind of holiday blues as well. Oh, gotcha, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yes. Well, I hope you guys are excited for the new year and not in your holiday blue funk still. Yes. And if you are, maybe this episode will help. You know, encourage you, give you some ideas of yes. goals. New year, new you. Oh. If you got goals, put them on our Instagram. We want to encourage you. Be the women and the men, if you're listening, we love you, uh, that you want to be this year. Yeah. And I think part of that for us is obviously we enjoy reading. So it's we had this 2024 TBR episode idea, Come which on. was your idea. And TBR just means to be read. So it's what's on your list for 2024. So we each brought three books, yes. which we didn't realize. But we each had three books picked out of like what we want to read next year. So hopefully this sparks some, you know, goal setting for yourself of like what's something you want to do this year. Yeah. And 
Do it. Do it. So do it now. Do it. Do, do it. it now. Do you it. will do it. You will do it right now. <laughs> Don't I always say that to each other all the time when I'm trying to convince them something? I'm like, do you want to go out for food? You will go out for food. Do, like, it do, do it now. Do it now. Hunter does the same one, thing. He's will. like, he's like, go get the keys. Get them. Get them. <laughs> Three, two, now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So the first book I picked is actually coming out. It's been written and it's being released um, this month uh, in January, and it's John Mark Comer's new book, Practicing the Way. He basically was the pastor of Bridgetown Church, which was a church in Portland. He was a pastor there for a really long time. I think like 10 to 12 years. I could be wrong, but quite a a while. Yeah. And he um, is just like a really great thinker. I feel like he's going to be a pastor that people will look back on. He's the next Billy Graham. (gasps) Mm, Sorry. I have thoughts about Billy Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I don't know much about him. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. Um, But no, I feel like he is just going to be a really influential thinker and obviously writer already. It's like one of those... It's like um, Dillard... uh, I'm going to butcher his name now. Every time I try... Dugger Dillard? No. (laughs) Jim Bob Duggar. (laughs) No, I just think he's really influential and he's very smart. And so basically he wrote Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which a lot of people who are not spiritual or don't like have a um, Christian lifestyle at all, like love that book. It's like a very, it's a really impactful book, just kind of about why this society and technology and things are not sustainable for the way Mm -hmm. of living that we are created. It's just like not helpful. Um, And so this book, it says, the description is, we are constantly being formed by the world around us. To be formed by Jesus will require us to become his apprentice, to live by what the first Christian disciples called a rule of life, which is a set of principles and relational rhythms that slow us down and open up space in our daily lives for God to do what only God can do, Mm -hmm. which is transform the deepest parts of us to become like him. Amen. This introduction to spiritual formation is full of John Mark Homer's trademark mix of theology sub theological substance and cultural insight, as well as practical wisdom on developing your own rule of life. These ancient practices have much to offer us. By learning to rearrange our days, we can follow the way of Jesus. We can be with him, become like him, and do as he did. What a way to start off the new year. Bam. Something like that. Yeah. Because, well, I thought it would be good too because it's like all about creating what just called they call rule of life. So if you go on practicingtheway.org, they have like one you can download. You can like write the things that are important to you and basically come up with your own rule of life. So like it'll print out literally for the week. You can be like, okay, so if scripture memorization is part of it or they have like kind of different categories of the way you practice silence and solitude, you practice fasting, you practice these different elements of like faith and Christianity um, and how you do that practically. So like one of them is like relational. So it's like, okay, I'm going to call a friend once a week mm. on this day or I'm going to wow, sp- have coffee. That. Yeah, it's really good. That's so just really like good. finding a way to make the things that you want to prioritize in your faith life wow. actually happen. And yeah, that's it's good. really good. Yeah, it's I, really good. That's so cool. Yep. It's a good one. <gasps> that is my daughter waking up, if you heard that. Um, but yeah, so that's my first book. What's your first book? So <clears throat> this first book. I have no memoirs. Actually, I do have a memoir, Ooh. but this is not a memoir. Okay. This is a novel, Ooh. and this is called The American Daughters <gasps> by Marcy Carlos Ruffin. Oh. I don't know about Spanish. I just made it Spanish, though. So. Oh, okay. Um, Maurice. I so apologize, Maurice. <gasps> it's Maurice Carlos Ruffin, wow. and this book, I don't have no idea about who this author is, but this okay. book is coming out in February 20—it's February 27th of 2024. 
It's a fiction and literature book. Okay. Um, about 304 pages long. So kind of like more of like a shorter read, yeah. I would say. Um, and this is the description of it. And I just found it um, interesting. So this is why I I'm read excited. it. I'm excited. So it says, Addie, a curious, sharp-witted girl, and her fierce mother, Santi, are inseparable. Enslaved to a businessman in the French Quarter of New Orleans, the pair spend their days dreaming of a loving future and reminiscing about their family's rebellious and storied history. When mother and daughter are separated, Addie is left hopeless and directionless until she stumbles into the Mockingbird Inn and meets Lenore, a free black woman with whom she becomes fast friends. Lenore invites Addie to join a clandestine society of spies called the Daughters, with the courage instilled by her in her by Santee and with help from these strong women, Addie learns how to put herself first. So begins she begins her journey toward liberation and imagining a new future. The American Daughters is a novel of hope and triumph that reminds us what is possible when a community bands together to fight for their freedom. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was just like So is it historical novel? Um it just says that it's fiction. Okay. So I think someone just made the story up. Wow. But it's obviously based off of... It, I just found it so interesting because I've never heard of a story like this where a uh, enslaved black woman meets a free black woman. Yeah. And it's like, well, honey, we're going to get you out of this. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I've never heard of a story like that. And so it just really made me intrigued of, like, what is that journey? How do you even do that? Right. And then the fact that they, they she joins a group of spies called yeah. the, Daughters, the Daughters. I was like, oh, it's giving underground railroad yeah. type of vibes, yes. you know? So, like, I don't know. I thought it'd be interesting. <gasps> that sounds so interesting. And it comes out this year? Yeah, it comes out on February 27th <gasps> of 2024. Wow. Guys, we want to hear it. Yeah, honestly, I would it. love to read that. All of these. If you guys want to hear any of these recommendations to be read, yeah. you let us know. You let us know. As always, we will do it. <laughs> okay, love that for you. That's like a... I really find that interesting. Know, isn't that interesting? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it kind of reminds me of the one book that we read where the twins. Yes, um, The Vanishing Half. The Vanishing Half, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was just like, hmm, That is so intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be like to read that too. Okay, my next book is called Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. Nice. This is a classic. Like, it's an older book. I'm trying to find right now when it was published. Um, let me see. Okay, published in 2001. Um, it's a hundred or 201 pages and JD Salinger was, he, he's like a known author. He published his last work in 1965. Is this correct? The Catcher in the Rye of American Writer. Okay. Yeah. So he also wrote Catcher in the Rye. That cannot be right that this is published. Catch and Fire? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is the Hunger Games. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I've just heard a lot about this book and I've heard that it's a really good book. So it has 217,000 ratings. Oh, wow. And it has 3.9. thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's a classic. Um, this is what the description says. There's a quote that starts. It says, everything everybody does is so, I don't know, not wrong or even mean or even stupid necessarily but just so tiny and meaningless and sad making. And the worst part is if you go bohemian or something crazy like that, you're conforming just as much only in a different way. That's the quote that starts up. It says, mm-hmm. first published in The New Yorker in two sequential stories, Franny and Zoe, 
offer a dual portrait of two youngest members of J.D. Salinger's fictional Glass family. Franny Glass is a pretty effervescent college student on a date with her intellectually confident boyfriend, Lane. They appear to be the perfect couple, but as they struggle to communicate with each other about things that they really care about, slowly their true feelings come to the surface. The second story in this book, Zoe, plunges us into the world of her ethereal, sophisticated family. When Franny's emotional and spiritual doubts reach new heights, her older brother, Zoe, a misanthropic former genius child, offers her consolation and brotherly advice. Written in Salinger's typically irreverent style, these two stories offer a touching snapshot of the distraught mindset of early adulthood and are full of the insightful emotional observations and witty turns of phrase that would have helped make Salinger's reputation what it is today. Jeez. It just sounds really cool. Like, I, it's just... This is a fiction book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a fictional piece, but it's, it's like originally was put as two kind of like short stories like they're yeah. saying he published them to the new yorker as individual stories then they put them together as like this kind of combo book that's so crazy yeah how do you do that and so is, is it something it's like oh it's two books in one but they flow together even though they're two well, separate it's kind of like two like it's about the same family two different each focus on different sibling and so then it's like about wow. how it's a kind of like a portrait of franny and then a portrait of zoe he published them as two like individual short stories and yeah. then they were like these flow. Let's stick them together. Let's put them together. And so I wow. think that they're literally just put in the book in the same way that he wrote them. But I don't, again, I don't know much about it because I haven't read it, but it just seems like one of those books that I've been hearing more and more about lately. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just want to read it. it sounds that cool. Sounds like, yeah, it probably has an interesting writing style. Mm-hmm. Well, he wrote Catching the Rye, which is also like just one of the most famous novels. Again, like a lot of people um, who study English studies in like college yes. will have to read that book. So in like in high school, I feel like that's a very common. Catching the yeah. Rye is a high school book, but see, I've never, I don't, I've never read Catching the Rye. Really? Yeah. So it's like, but I'm still. Every time we like talk about like big writer names, I'm always like, I don't know who that is. But you know, a year into reading, people, mm-hmm. not it's not my first year reading, but, <laughs> but it's like your first year getting back into it. <laughs> I love it when it's like, what was it like the alphabet? What was that? Yeah, alphabet thing? books. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I, I yeah. It, Okay. Oh. Whenever <laughs> I glitched. Um, whenever you were like in elementary school and like you would go to the library, did they ever have those books where it's like color coded, like green, yellow, blue, pink? Again, the library was just my room, my living room. She said, I made that place my I was beat. at home okay. school girl. My library was my house. So they didn't have that at the library? Well, I mean, when I go to the library, it was like you'd find it by like the normal. Oh, yes. The Dewey Decimal System. Man, I Dewey. love that your mom didn't do that because, like, what those dots mean is that, like, it's the level that you can read. So it's like they let you know, like, oh, you're now at a yellow dot or you're now That's at a blue sweet. dot. And so you only get the See, books that are blue dots. I was your not mom was like, Honey? to a dot. Yeah. <laughs> I could read all levels. That I, I remember I used to buy the pink, not the buy, I check out the pink dot back. That's so it was, cute. like the highest level you could read. I was like, Five. She <laughs> said, like, I, I am an overachiever. The, what's that say? Couldn't tell you. Can't Couldn't read it. tell you a thing. <laughs> that is so funny. No, I feel like that sounds like a very... Oh, wait. It was my book. Yeah. That, was- <laughs> <laughs> that story you just told me about your life sounds so interesting. Let me tell you my commentary on it. No, I am literally half here. I'm so tired. We're hanging on threads in 2023. I have been drinking green tea. I don't know if... You know this. I love green tea. This past two weeks. I've Juice been, or tea? Tea. Like oh. guzzling hot 
green tea Jeez. in the afternoon because I literally need more energy and I don't want to drink caffeine. Green tea gives you energy? It has about half the amount of caffeine as coffee. So it's like a better alternative to, or, to drinking coffee in the afternoon. Cause I don't I want to know be- tea had caffeine in it. Really? I always, mine always say caffeine free. Well, that's, I mean the tea you're drinking is caffeine free then. There's oh. certain t- teas that are like different herbal teas that don't have caffeine, but um, yeah, green tea specifically and black tea are pretty high in caffeine. Oh, wow. So I've been chugging that and I, have, I don't have, I drink all of it. And so right now I am drinking I don't have any green, more green, juice green juice and not green tea. Um, but yeah, so that was my second book. I love it. Franny and Zoe. Franny and Zoe coming to you in 2024. Yep. Um, our next book on our TBR list for January of 2024. For January, no, for the year. For the year. <laughs> I was like, I am not getting all these, maybe, but I don't think I'll get these all done. In the year 2024, something that I think I would like to read, might read, is called Between Two Trailers. And it's oh. a memoir, and it's by J. Donna Trent. Okay. But I always want to know what the J stands for, because it's just like J period Donna Trent. Um, and it's four-worded. What does four-word mean? The for, wait, what? The four-word? four-word by Barbara Brown Taylor. Oh, it means like there's a section of the book that's written before the actual book, and it's about, like, so whoever wrote the four-word is giving you her insights on the book before you read it. Oh, wow. So it can give you, like, okay. some books have that, and then give you a little heads up on what you're about to read. Oh, I love that. Yeah. This one is called Between Two Trailers. It was going. It's going to be coming out in April... Okay. April 16th of 2024. Also another small read. I love my small reads. Love. 256 pages. Small yeah, reads make small audiobooks. <laughs> so guys, that's why I love a good small read. This is a biography in a memoir. And this is what it says. It says, home, it turns out, let me start again. You do it. You got this. Okay. It says, home, it turns out, is where the war is. It's also where the healing begins. Donna Trent is only a preschooler. The first time she uses a razor blade to cut up weed and fill dime bags for her schizophrenic father, King. While King struggles with his unmedicated psychosis, Dana's mother, the lady, a cold and self-absorbed woman whose personality disorders rule the home, guards large bricks of drugs from the safety of their squad lid trailer. But when the lady impulsively plucks Donna from the Midwest and moves the two of them south, their first start results in homelessness and bankruptcy. In North Carolina, Donna begins torn becomes torn between her gritty Midwestern past and her newfound desire to be a polite Southern girl, struggling to reconcile her shame with an ache to figure out who she is and where she belongs. But the past is never far behind. After preserving through childhood and eventually graduating from Duke University, Dana imagines that her hidden Indiana life is is finally behind her, only to realize that running from her upbringing has kept her from making peace with the people and places that shaped her. Ultimately, Dana finds that through love for family, Oh, sorry. She finds that though love for family is universally complicated, there is no shame in survival. And for those who want it, there is always a path home. Wow. So this is about this is about a preschooler named Dana who her her family's messed up. My guess is it it starts when she's a preschooler. Yeah, it starts I, when she's okay, a preschooler. Okay, yeah. I was like, I cannot. It goes through her life, okay, okay, but okay, it starts right. with her as a preschooler and it's like between two trailers because they got weed, they're selling drugs. Her father is a schizophrenic, his name's King. And her mother is named The Lady. Like, that's literally her name is The Lady. You know? And so it's just, like, kind of talking about the, the things that they had to do to survive and the fact that her mother picks her up, takes her to a new place, and she decides that she doesn't want to be her past and um, realizes that in order for her to move on, which I feel like we could all relate to, 
in order to move on and become maybe a different person or a better person than where you came from, you have to go back and heal from those things. And so th- that story is just kind of taking on her journey. But the crazy thing is this is a memoir. That's so wild. I want to know who she is because I feel like memoirs, I always enjoy reading them because of who wrote them, like whose yeah. life is it about? So I want to know. Yeah. And once again, it's by J. Donna Trent. Wow. In her life. So it's just... Yeah, it's so crazy. Also, I love memoirs that become a story. Yes. And that's what this is. Like, it's just so interesting to me because a lot of memoirs that we have even written, wow, that we've even read. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't written any. <laughs> she <laughs> said, I am a writer. <laughs> that we've read on here was very much like just take you through my life. Yeah. And I don't think we've read any that were like, here's a story of my life, but through the lens yeah. of somebody else. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. That's exciting. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds like a really... It sounds like a book that you'd be, need to be in the right headspace to read it. Because sure. sometimes, like, I'll have a book that I put aside because I really am excited to read it, but then I don't realize what the content is, and it'll be like it'll be total. Yeah. Like, you need to be in the right mindset of like I want to learn or I want to yes. you know yes. whatever. And I think you're right. It's like a lot of her life. It sounds like you can't get through what you haven't gone back and worked through. Yes. Like you can't get past it. Sounds like a really interesting. So this I one comes out April April sixteenth of twenty twenty four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was your second book? That was my second book, yeah. Okay, my last book that I have been wanting to read forever is called Hello Beautiful, and it's by... (gasps) I literally have seen this. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's by Anne Napolitano. Anne Napolitano. Napolitano, okay. And I just have seen it so much. And someone... I'm annoyed because I was trying to find what it was similar to, but it's similar to apparently literally... Little Women. People are saying it's like mm. a modern Little Women. Yeah. And it's also similar to people are saying The Dutch House, which was by Ann Patchett, which I also read somewhere and I really like. Um, but this one came out last year and it's just really well received. Mm. Um, and this is a description of it. It says, an emotionally layered and engrossing story of a family that asks, can love make a broken person whole? Mm. William Waters grew up in a house silenced by tragedy where his parents could hardly bear to look at him, much less love him. So it's a relief when his skill on the basketball court earns him a scholarship to college far away from his childhood dream. He soon meets Julia Padovano, a spirited and ambitious young woman who surprises William with her appreciation of his quiet steadiness. When Julia comes with Julia comes her family. She is inseparable from her three younger sisters. Sylvie, the dreamer, is the happiest with with her nose in a book and imagines a future different from the expected path of a wife and mother. Cecilia, which is the family's artist, and Emmeline, who patiently takes care of them all. Happily, the Papadanos fold Julia's new boyfriend into their loving, chaotic household. But then the darkness from William's past surfaces, jeopardizing not only Julia's carefully orchestrated plans for their future, but the sisters' unshakable loyalty to one another. The result is a catastrophic family rift that changes the lives for generations. Will the loyalty that once rooted them be strong enough to draw them back together when it matters most? Vibrating with tenderness, Hello Beautiful is a gorgeous, profoundly moving portrait of what's possible when we choose to love someone not in spite of who they are, but because of it. That is crazy. It's just, I've heard of it so much. I've seen it everywhere. It's on freaking Oprah's Book Club for the year. And the book so that- So this is, this is already out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this yeah, came this out last year. Yeah, I think I saw it in the store once and I read it and I was like, wow, this is like, I didn't read it. I yeah. read the back end yeah. and I was like, that is really good. Man, I just like, the thoughts that go into people writing these books. That's how I feel too. 
Every Crazy. time. Crazy. That's I mean, why you want to publish them. You get right. to see them first. I know. Well, that's exactly it. I'm like, this was one of the most anticipated books of 2023. It was like, reached that list. And so it's just, yeah, it is really cool to think about. I love that we're like sharing all these books that we're interested in reading because it's like, there are so many good books out there and yeah. so many ones to read. And I like that because we were talking about goals earlier today. And it's like, if you have a goal to read a book, if you guys have goals to read more books this year, you can take these and add them to your list. It's a great place to start. Do it. You know, sometimes the hardest part about reading is figuring out what to read. Yeah, 100%. How do you, like, where do you go to find what books you're interested in reading? Um, so I keep it real simple, y'all. Do it. Keep it super simple. Love it. There's called the Apple Bookstore. Love. And it's on your phone. If you go there, it'll have new releases. It'll have different type of genres that you can pick from. And they're just all there. I just see the cover. I'm like, ooh, that's a good cover. And then I read it. I'm like, oh, that's a good book. Love I want to read that. And I add it to my want to read list. Her. Yeah. So I keep there it super go, simple. That's an easy way right now. A lot of you, pretty much everybody has a phone these days. Yeah. So but just go Also, Sadie has her own newsletter where she puts out about these books. You can join it in her email list on her Instagram. That is true. Join it. She will send it out pretty much almost monthly. I did. I took a break when Tess was born because yeah. I just haven't been reading as much, but I do have a bunch of books I need to like update and send yeah. out. So so if you need something to read, join that. You'll get an email and it's it says, true. read this. This is my little thoughts on it. This is what it was kind of about. And then it makes you want to read it too. So if you want you help 2024, join her. that email list and her Instagram Hop linked in our Instagram at the Novelty Podcast. There you go, baby. So my last book, because we wrapped it up, obviously for me, guys... I love a little summer book. You love a beach read. I love a beach read. And honestly, say the few beach reads we have read this year. Sadie was like, I hate that. <laughs> I feel like so annoyed for hating that. I'm determined to find a beach read that Which I love. She's not fine. And maybe it's this one. <gasps> because guys, I have a summer book for you for 2024. It is going to come out July 9th. Of 2024, Love. 368 pages. Okay. This is a fiction and literature book. Okay. So get on the beach and let's start reading it, okay? <laughs> it is called The Summer Pact by Emily Griffin. P-A-T? P-A-C-T. Pact. Oh, packed. Yes. Okay, I was like, what pat? Who's oh, getting pat? Who's getting pat? Who's getting pat? I don't want to know. Here. <laughs> I don't want to know. Getting patting. <laughs> um, the summer packed, P-A-C-T, and it's a novel by Emily Griffin. Emily Griffin, okay. And this is what it says. It says four freshmen arrive at college from completely different worlds. You have Lainey, a California party girl with a flair for drama. Hey yo. Tyson, a brilliant scholar and law school hopeful from DC. Okay. We have Summer, a recruited athlete and perfectionist from the Midwest. Love. And Hannah, Montana. We have <gasps> Hannah. <laughs> Ooh. We have Hannah, a mild-mannered Southerner who is who is content to quietly round out the sir. I'm sorry. What? Let me say that again. <laughs> and Hannah, a mild-mannered Southerner who is content to quietly round out the circle of big personalities. Oh, okay. Soon after moving into their shared dorm, they strike up a conversation in a study lounge and the seeds of friendship are planted. So fun. As their college years fly by, their bond intensifies <gasps> and the this four is them become, through college? Yes. Wait, fun. And therefore therefore the four of them become inseparable. But as graduation nears, their lives are forever changed after a desperate act leads to tragic consequences. Desperate act means someone try to kiss someone. Mm-hmm. Stunned and heartbroken. 
broken. <gasps> I knew it. A pact is made to be there for each other in t- their time of need, no matter how separated they are by circumstances or distance. Ten years Wait, later. I, already lo- I think I like this plot a lot. Yes. Ten years later, Hannah is anticipating what should be one of the happiest moments of her life. Marriage. When everything mm-hmm, is suddenly turned upside down. <gasps> Someone said they loved her again. Ooh. Calling on her closest friends, it soon becomes clear that they are facing their own crosswords. True to their promise, they agree to take a time out from lives headed in wrong directions and embark on a journey of self-discovery, forgiveness, and acceptance. In this tender portrayal of grief, love, and hope, Emily Griffin asks, when things fall apart, who will be at our sides to help pick up the pieces? That sounds so good. So I really, good. really think that that could be a good book. I just hope she doesn't, I hope she writes well. I hope she doesn't like, F it up. It, it, <laughs> literally, that's how I feel. I'm yeah. like, I hope she freaking screw this up. Because that reminds me of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Have mm, you read that book? I have not. Okay, that one was actually so surprisingly good, but it was like, it followed them through parts of their college into post-college. Oh. And something about writing those college years, I love. Like, it's so fun to follow that yeah. like time of life, I guess, because it's so specific in like it's you you don't have you're not put in that scenario again like you're not put yeah. in that scenario where you have all these people you're interacting with you're living you're with these living people with like, yeah yes. it's really that sounds good I know I think we should read it for that I pod. think we should do let's put it I out think we there should. July 9th guys we looking for summer it summer read maybe we could pre-order it and I hope, the first to yes. read it yeah I hope we don't we're gonna have Emily Griffin on the show so come on out I literally hope I don't hate this book I that sounds <laughs> so good it sounds so good I know I was just like what is but for me I'm like what is going on I that need to sounds know. so intriguing. I just love following, like, it reminds me too of, um, what's the book we read that was the Emily Hugo book? Uh, or like uh, Evelyn Hugo, is it Taylor Jenkins Reid? What was the one about yeah, the wait, wait, they came back sibling, together. the sisters, oh. or the siblings, remember? There was one we read early, early on in the pod. And seven husbands. It was, <laughs> it was not that one. Um, Malibu Rising. It's Malibu like the siblings. Rising. I like following the siblings' you lives. Know, it's one it's of our fun. top rated shows. <gasps> really? Yes. Malibu Rising. Malibu. People loved Malibu Rising. Love it. Well, I hope you guys like this episode as much. I hope it just kind of kicks off your new year with like some, even just ideas. If you're kind of in a reading slump, sometimes you can get into that around the holidays because yeah. of just busyness and like you're not sure what to read. I, Hopefully any of these sound interesting to you, but it yes. also gives you the idea of like all the different kinds of books there are there yes. are out there. I feel like we just hit so many different genres. I know. And books. it's exciting. Yeah, and it's exciting. This is this is it, ladies. Okay. It is 2024. Get your Stanley Cups. Fill it with water and ice. Get your walking shoes on oh. and your headphones, okay? Because this is a new year of the Novelty Podcast, and it's going to be a good one. That's such a great little plug. I just love that you are on your health and wealth grind. <laughs> so you were like, you're not going to read. You're, you're going to audio. You're going to audio this, to baby. This listen to this book so yes. you don't have to read. You don't even have to read books, y'all. You can just listen, listen to, to the us podcast. talk about it. Because technically, in my opinion, if you listen to this episode, you read the book. See, I think on some of our episodes, we do. <laughs> yeah, some of them maybe not. I think some of them we do a great job of explaining a lot of the plot of the book and talking through the whole thing. And then I think sometimes we get. We're just chatting. We're just literally talking about how we read the book. But yeah, we hope you guys, this is just an encouraging way to start off your new year. We hope you have a happy year of reading along with us. And we will see you guys for more episodes in 2024 next week. Bye.